because people right i might not have liked a lot of that music i like some of it but i might not like because but people loved it a lot of people like love childish gambino and like so you don't know necessarily because those songs were designed to be you know popular so how much of it was his own welcome to across the aisle there are a lot of podcasts meant to give you a story to give you expert advice or to deliver your political ideology in an easily digestible digital pill. Our aim is slightly different. A podcast born out of the pleasure of conversation. We are three friends living on a slowly sinking peninsula, drinking kava and inviting you to join in on our musings. We try to go with the conversation more than construct the conversation. Our conversations cover current events, technology, politics, art, entertainment, and much more as points used to expand on our larger theme each week. Sometimes we reach the heights of Socratic dialogue, or we are just talking shit, and of course we repeat ourselves, usually the latter. My name is Adam. My name is Zach. And I'm Casey. This is Across the Aisle. Sometimes we crowd it, sometimes we cross it. There's no way that we make any sort of legitimate headway in this country without some sort of cooperation. There's no way. By we, you mean the African American American community? With other other communities, with with white people, with whatever. There's no way that we make any sort of lasting headway on our own. So what good does it do us to say, fuck white people or fuck whoever? What good does it do us? This is America. <laughs> it, it, it does us legit. It does us no good whatsoever. And the thing is that, like, you have a lot of people that uh, they might uh. be misguided in their their um, attempts, but you have a lot of people that understand that things are not inherently fair, and yeah. you know things need to change. That might not go about yeah. it in the way, but to to chop those people off at the knees, you just created more enemies. Like, what's the point of that? Uh, like, where you, where, what are you trying? What goal are you trying to reach? In my opinion, if your anger doesn't go towards making progress, it is futile and useless. Futile and useless. Futile and useless. Futile and useless. I, I get that. <laughs> we, jump, we jump right into this. Um, so, <laughs> in any case, yeah. So, um, today we. Wanted to discuss a little bit. Uh, Zach actually wanted to discuss the a new video that just came out um, by uh, Childish Gambino. And, uh, you can yeah. So Childish Gambino, you've probably seen it. Yeah, you, you <laughs> statistically speaking, or stop right now and go watch. It. Yeah, you, it's you called st- This Is America. Yeah, statistically speaking, you have watched it at least on average four times by American standards, because it seems like everybody's watching it over and over again to find more and more stuff. I've. Since it came out, I watched it, like, three or four times the night it came out, like, in sequence. And I was like, okay, that's, like, this is, like, really interesting and weird. And then 
I saw a lot of people talking about it and like a bunch of other messages that I hadn't seen yet. So I'm like, okay, well, let me like watch it a couple more times. And I've probably watched it about 20-ish times just to like, like going back to, to like, okay, well, did I, I feel like I saw something at this point and then sure enough, there'd be something weird or interesting that I've grabbed from a, a new scene. But there's a lot of messages in it. Um, a lot of people are boiling it down to talks of race, and there's a lot of that in there. But I also think that there's a really interesting, nuanced discussion about like gun gun violence in America. For instance, I haven't seen the video. You should watch the video. But we're just gonna assume they have from yeah. now on. Um, the beat changes from the soulful gospel sample and um, repurposing to create like a nice little beat. Um, in the video is stopped by gun violence every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and an interesting thing I noticed is in the first one where he shoots the dude in the head, body sits there for about three seconds, three to four seconds before anything happens, but immediately um, Childish Gambino turns around and just places the gun into somebody who's holding a very nice, fancy red velvet cloth yeah, that looks cloth. like folds it and then runs away and it almost looks um like i don't know if anyone's watched a lot of like it's very reminiscent of a lot of different religious rituals um like where they pass sacred objects yes that scene that's what immediately it struck me that's i I agree and i think that it the whole thing is reminds me of like some sort of reverence that they're paying to this object yeah Yeah. and that that the religious connotation is spot on i think yeah and then the body gets pretty unceremoniously just kind of like dragged away and something now and i haven't figured out the symbolism of this in my head but it struck me that the guy playing the guitar that gets shot he walks up and starts playing the guitar as a guy um and by the time you see childish gambino point the gun and shoot him in the head he is hooded yeah um he has a a bag over his head. Yeah, um, execution style. Execution style, yeah. But, and then later, and not to jump, like, all the way, because I, I want to keep this linear track, but that character later reappears without, without a hood the... and alive. So well, I just he, thought that, he, he does have the hood. He has the hood on. He has he the hood on. Yes. It doesn't have any blood on it. <clears throat> oh, no, well, okay, okay. I just remembered, okay, cool. He's there for a minute. He's Just a second, yeah. yeah. Um, but he doesn't have any blood on it. I don't know... You see it after he gets shot. Right, right, uh, right. Obviously special effects, but... It's, it was it's re- referred to that, um, going back to your point, uh, uh, Zach, is that there possibly is a... Uh, a um, what he's trying to say possibly is that we in America treat guns with more reverence than we treat black bodies. When they just drag oh, the body most, away unceremoniously, it's you, just like they don't really care about black bodies, but you know, guns are sacred. Yeah, you see that even more with, uh, I believe it's an AK-47. It's some kind of rifle. It's not an AR, but it, it looks like an AK-47. Uh, later on where he shoots the choir, which has a bunch of different connotations to it, but the same thing. It's the same red, a, a bigger <coughs> version of it, but the same red cloth right, that gets right. draped over the gun and taken away very quickly, and then he moves on. And in both cases, you can see people rioting in the background, but the focus is on the actual... Uh, dancing and everything else is out of focus. Right. Do you want to pull up the lyrics in our, our second screen? Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Um, 
Yeah, the yeah the focus always stays on him, and he's doing a very hypnotic dance that is reminiscent of multiple things. Um, what's been pointed out a lot is uh, especially the references to like the Jim Crow, Crow. posters, um, and also, but it's also full of various viral dances um, yeah. with con- of contemporary hip hop, and even some like tribal dances. Yeah, with his uh, shoulder movements and stuff. Um, I, I've I've gone through the lyrics myself. There is a little bit in there at times, contextually with everything else, but right. it is a part. Like I, I've, uh, there, there was a friend of mine who had only heard the song and hadn't actually seen it, seen the video. Now this is important, yeah. I think, because for me, if I had just heard the song, I don't think I would have ever watched the video unless well obviously I would because it became so big, immediately yeah. big but I wouldn't have felt compelled to you'd watch it over curiosity of why everybody else is watching it right because huh this huh, let me see this yeah the song itself doesn't seem to have as seem and I'm using that word seem to have as much to say as the video it seems yeah. uh, almost like the song was made as an excuse or a reason to have the video <clears throat> well um, i don't know if that's true at all but like here the thing is that i don't know just looking at the lyrics for me yeah i have a contrary um, opinion to that actually yeah but. i i go back to listening to having a conversation with with zach about like how a lot of the younger um upcoming hip-hop artists don't really want to be associated with hip-hop and they don't care and they just want to have a good time and they just want to have something fun because the world around them isn't necessarily so and my counter argument to that has always been but you have the platform and it too is to a certain i go back to like spider-man because you know my nerd always shows with great power comes great responsibility. You have a platform. And what happens is, and I think that what I saw, and I don't know if anyone else saw this from this video, is that it almost seems like he's saying that they are complicit in entertaining to hide all the other ugliness that's behind it. You're, And it's almost like you guys are being used, but you don't seem to care. Um. You're being used... And you don't give a shit. There's a weird nuance to that. It might be, but you also have to remember that there's ten random ad libs in the mm-hmm. song, and they're all from people who are part of that are, are, are part of that <laughs> side of um, black music yeah. in and current state. And the the chorus is done by Young Thug, <laughs> who would arguably be one of the prominent figures in that yeah one of the most popular but the thing is that like Adam and I were talking about it briefly before and if you look at the lyrics it almost says like it was almost a critique of we are complicit in this oh no it definitely is I mean even to go to my favorite rapper um, Killer Mike he talks about we we as a culture specifically spent a decade glorifying gangster quote unquote activities and then want to act shocked when people try to emulate it we had the chance to talk about this we didn't because we wanted to talk about our lives and didn't think about the impact on everybody else and like that kind of a burden exists in a lot of platforms of music but to go back to what adam said of you felt like he wrote the song because he wanted an excuse to write the video i think it was the other way around because if you really look at the song's lyrics 
and compare them to pretty much any other song that's on the top 100 right now that would be a rap song, um, any of the the trap, mumble rap, whatever you want to classify it as, each artist is a little bit different. They all kind of sound similar to this. There's Very. even... There's Very. even a moment that people have pointed out sounds kind of like Gucci Gang with the contraband part. Yeah, contraband, yeah. contraband, contraband. It's, yeah, I, I, yeah. The first time I heard it, I he thought, has he has a similar flow. He making well, yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. It's a very simplistic thing, but when you really think about it and look at the lyrics and how repetitive they are and how there's a bunch of like he'll throw in like a random line about like the police and how they're always messing with us and like all this different stuff about like getting money and like all of that it really does seem like the the song was designed to be disguised as a party song that got subverted purposefully in the music video where he actually got to explain like the vision of distraction because i didn't notice a lot of the stuff in it until my second watch neither did i I watched I, the first video and I was just like, okay, why is everyone... And I watched it and I was like, okay, I like that. I like the song. I like the the, the video. I saw something. But then the second time, I'm like, whoa. I, I missed a, really, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I had a really interesting um, viewing of it because I saw it within 20 minutes of it being posted. So I saw it when it had like 500 views, 600 yeah. views. So nobody... Like, I hadn't seen a single tweet. No one was talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I hadn't seen a single thing either. I woke up and YouTube just suggested it to me. And I was like, oh, that's it. I, I like the thumbnail, and mm-hmm. I don't really care for Childish Gambino's music. I've heard a couple albums. I've never given him deep listens. I'm not saying, like, he's a terrible <clears> rapper, <throat> but he never it never really spoke to me. Um, I was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. It seemed a little, like, I'm not trying to sound pretentious. It seemed a little too pop for me. I was like, okay, that's, like, uh, dolled up or a slightly nerdier radio hip-hop okay um but i i thought the the thumbnail looked interesting so i clicked in and i was like whoa um i felt like i i noticed a lot more on the initial run i didn't notice everything like you right before we started recording this we watched a video twice um back to back and y'all pointed out to me the people jumping off the rafters i didn't i've seen it now like five times and i hadn't noticed that um until you showed me yeah but i did notice like uh death riding the white horse Um, on the first one, I was like, "Oh shit!" He's got I didn't some stuff was, going on. Here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was death because I well, didn't anytime see... I see a white horse, I think yeah. of that. Um, yeah, I didn't realize who was riding it until my second one. Like I saw the horse. I'm like, I saw the horse. Why is there a horse in like, this video? All I saw was the horse. I'm just focusing on the yeah, horse. I wasn't thing. looking at the rider. And yeah. then it was just like, "Oh, okay." Well, then I would like went back to just watching him dance. Yeah, and then it was really hypnotic dancing. Yeah, a very interesting aspect of it though is that the whole point of the video and this has been pointed out a million times but I think it's worth being pointed out because of how perfect it was and actually hitting its artistic goal from what everybody seems to be and it's it distracted you from all the weird things that happened like even with you being aware and watching the gun happen it's not like it's in the background or you can't see it it's Childish Gambino playing a character throughout the whole video shooting people throughout the whole video <clears throat> dancing throughout the whole video it's not like in the background somebody gets shot and then that's when the beat changes and mm-hmm. it's like super whatever no it's in your face the first 30 not even 30 20 seconds of the video is him dancing 
going up, striking a pose very similar to the very famous um, Jim Crow poster that everybody has seen in a in a history textbook at some point in their life, um, and then shooting somebody. And then the beat changes to something a lot more chaotic, a lot more modern hip-hop compared well, it's, to yeah, very social sample. Yeah. Um, very, yeah, very trap-heavy, very aggressive. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's chaotic. It, it's also very tribal at the same time. Um, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying right, chaotic right. in that... It's but beat. it's not peaceful like yeah, the original, the opening. Yeah, the opening is full of guitar and gospel choirs and like a little bit of soulful singing here and there in the background, and then it's deep, deep 808s that work really well together and get you like grooving and dancing and like pumped up, but overall is not very calming or opening. It's very much like. It sounds like something you'd hear at a club and not think anything of. But there's a there's a lot of interesting things in it. Um, I think one of the most interesting things to jump to the end of the video is there's a <clears throat> a moment where Childish goes to grab a gun for a third time, but he doesn't have one, and then all the people dancing around him scatter, and then he kind of like shrugs it off and then lights a blunt. A joint. Well, yeah, a joint, whatever. The marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> uh, 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 he, he lights what is most likely a, a spliff of cannabis and then is on the car by himself, dancing, having a good time, and then it transitions into him running away from what you can't really tell, but all of the people that he's running from are white. And no, I don't think so. I think there's black people in there's, there running, too. I saw one. Yeah, I, I, I mostly saw white bodies because they're so out of focus that I couldn't really tell. And I saw some a couple uniforms that could have been police but could have also just been, like, regular hmm. people uniforms. Yeah. It's just you're, the, the camera itself is blurring that out. Yeah, yeah, You can of kind course. of interpret it to be anything. Yeah, I kind of um, thought they were... That's interesting. Um, I thought they were all running from something, but you think... He was running from them. It, it, I, it I think seems to is. me like a uh, just a black man running for his life. That's yeah. how I interpreted it. But then yeah. again, he might have been. My own but the way that he was looking back, so like, so scared because he gets more and more terrified the more he looks back. Is what it is. Because um, you can kind of see like he gets all wide eyed, and he kind of like shrugs off, and he's just. I don't. Does he look back? I thought he did. Mm-hmm. No, it just looks like... Oh, shoot. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, th- there is a lot of stuff in this, but I think that <clears throat> it is pretty amazing to see such a prominent figure who hadn't really done anything this specifically artistic and subvertive and just overall, like, meaningful thing without what seems like an alternative motive. Like, I don't really remember him talking about, like, an album coming out and then doing this, or... Well, yeah, this, this, not, this is gonna be I mean, on his going, new... His it, last it, album as Childish Gambino. Gambino. It's yeah. A, he made a big deal about the... He posted this thing about how he's retiring Childish Gambino. Gambino. Okay. And then the only thing he posted from his Twitter since then has been about This Is America. Okay. 
Um, that, that makes sense. I, I knew that he was like... Of, of course. I'm I, not I, trying I had, to blame him for yeah, that. Yeah, like, I, I had seen that, but that's interesting to even see him retire that character, because I'm not sure if you know the history of that character. Not completely, but I do um, know that Childish Gambino is a character of Donald Glover's. Glover's. And yeah. I've, I've, like, I've, I was listening to a, a couple songs on the way here, and I rode my bike, <laughs> but um, but you hear him reference, like, you know, the other, bi- other guy being quiet. Like, he's, like, it seems like he's referencing as Childish Gambino back to Donald Glover being, like, you know, quiet and nerdy or whatever. Yeah. But um, it was very, very interesting how you listen to some of his songs and some of the, like, kind of, like, more, like, woke relevance, as, I don't know how to say it, are, like, kind of just kind of sh- shot in there once once where oh that's a really interesting line but this song the entire thing seems like it's trying to make a statement as opposed to just like yeah. throwing a little bit of a statement into a, a, a line here and there yeah and and i feel like it's really really interesting i was talking to adam about it earlier like you know maybe and i, I don't know exactly you know i'm not a, a fan Childish Gambino I'm a Donald Glover fan but I'm not necessarily a big Childish Gambino fan and it's very interesting the timing of it like what do, what do you, why do you think it's now that he's doing this is well, it he's because retiring. what's going on or I mean a lot of his stuff in the past was like it was kind of weird because so to talk about why he is Childish Gambino uh, when he was in college there was a very popular website that was the Wu-Tang name generator. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. And he put his name into it, and that's what came up with Childish Gambino. Um, so he just kind of went with that as like a stage name that he personified for a couple of years. Um, he then became a comedic writer, tried stand-up for a while. His stand-up got him onto a lot of different stuff. I remember, I remember him from Derek Comedy, like long time ago. Yeah, he's uh, been around... Online, like, online skits and stuff. Yeah, he's been around for a long time now, and his, I mean, like... He went to NYU, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um. So, it, it's interesting to, to see that, because his stand-up talks about a lot of similar ideas of struggle, and, like, the idea of what's going on. Um, he doesn't talk about it in his stand-up, but he's talked about it since, about how um, both of his parents are Jehovah Witnesses and how that impacted his life and how it's, like, kind of awkward because, you know, not that they don't like what he does or find it to be, like, oh, bad. Oh, they're Jehovah's Witnesses. There's no way they like what he does. <laughs> well, I mean, they just say that they don't, they don't personally... Not that they disapprove, but they don't consume it. Yeah, I'm sure they don't. I, I mean, it's very patronizing. And nice I mean, that might people, be a more but... patronizing thing, but they are his parents. Yeah, but, for sure. Um... The interesting thing I had seen was just the amount of layers to this. Also, because this is the first... I think the first blatant... Or not blatant, but the um, the opposite of blatant. The first, like, background detail I noticed as being, like, odd and different and kind of hinting at what he was trying to talk about was I realized that there wasn't any car in there from past 1999. Yeah, all They're the cars old. in the end were old. I didn't really notice old. all the cars were, were old. They were, like, not even 80s. Like, they were boxy. Like you know, Some when? of them were from the 70s. 70s. A lot of them were from the 80s. Okay. And a lot of them were from, like, the early um, the early 90s. But, yeah, there's not a car that would be in the current millennia. Um, not, not one that I saw. Maybe there was one that just happened to be from, like, 
an old manufacturer that was still doing that design or a reiteration of that design. But yeah, everything was very boxy, very interesting. And, you know, maybe that was an excuse to like be able to dance on it without having to spend $20,000 to get a bend. <laughs> I think it does. Lend. I think that was it. I think, I don't think it seems like was a done. purposeful oh, choice. Oh yeah, exactly. And I don't not, think anything was done out of, that like, wasn't I, purposeful. I very highly doubt that Childish Gambino couldn't afford to dance on a beam. They <laughs> really want it. I mean, most of those are, all, they're all rented anyway, so. Oh yeah, all of those are going to be rented. But it, it's interesting just to see the layers that he was able to construct with the video and how it's, kind of capturing a lot of people of a lot of different age ranges and not even people who use social media there's people outside of social media that are are seeing this and being exposed to it and having to like kind of being forced to talk about it yeah which i think is very important just because there's so much to it because even if you wanted to get into um the racial connotations of it with the Jim Crow dancing and the posing and you know if he is or if he's not wearing a confederate uniform pants or not um I've seen that a couple times I've seen some different pictures which show that he probably is or wearing a stylistic similarity to it to kind of invoke but not necessarily there's also references to him being um there is a afropunk um artist that shirtless and also had very similar pants so there was yeah he could be referring to that but there just so there's so many layers to it uh, yeah. it's hard to know but i do like that that's something that can be in the pop sphere and that i mean he, a lot of his stuff is poppy and he has some more experimental stuff on because the internet like the whole album is like a really weird kind of deconstruction of fame and like what fame even means to him and like how he's not sure if rapping was a good choice for him in the first place compared to well acting or writing or being a stand-up comic and he's now done both and then he immediately after that rap album came out with a mixtape and then came out with a soul album just because he could like so it's really interesting seeing somebody who is as talented as him still being able to make a very good political point that has so many ways for it to be interpreted yeah i'm wondering yeah i'm wondering where it'll go with it next um, yeah i mean if and i'm is... wondering where the people that are featured on this track go for it because honestly like li- knowing 21 savages other lyrics i have to wonder why he's on this song um and I have to be like, wait, so are you turning a new leaf? Are you recognizing well, something about yourself or there was, not? There was a semi-viral... Is he making fun of 21 Savage? I don't Without think he him is. knowing it? I, I honestly don't think he is. I don't think he is either, but I'm, why is 21 Savage I on think the if, track? I think if Childish Gambino really wanted to make fun of it, he could have. Right. It well, I'm asking, I'm asking why 21 Savage is on the track and what relationship his other songs... Um, have to the message of this because he is completely the thing that this seems to be talking against I mean I see that but uh, to, to get back to one thing there was a semi-viral spoken word that was going around and it was talking about mumble rap as an identity um, the new rap age and like trap music in general and the prevalence of party songs being what was big and talked about 
And just to speak historically, this wave of hip hop isn't new. Old hip hop is just like, if you like old hip hop, 80s hip hop, all of it is about partying. None of it has any like, that I've been able to find early hip hop before conscious rap became a thing had any kind of semblance of political identity, of social context. It was always, we're going to go out and party, and we're going to dance, and we're going to do this. Yeah, but you can say that about most music. No, I know, but, you but know? in the context of hip-hop, yeah. people view it as such a political genre inherently in today's context, and people have been using the, oh, all these kids want to do is party and blah, 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 forgetting that that's what they wanted to do when they were teenagers and in their 20s. They listened to party music and they partied. And they really didn't focus that much on big issues that were going on overall. Like, I very highly doubt that there were many people that were out there listening to Too Legit to Quit on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then on Monday going out and protesting about Waco, Texas. But like, here's, I, I think, the big difference is that, like, you had a lot of those artists that were, for example, you had, you know, at the same time hip-hop was out, you had people like Michael Jackson that, for better or for worse, I feel as though a lot of these big entertainers carry the black community on their backs to a certain extent, and they are used as, like, if you, they're used as, like, that is who black people are. So if you look at, and that's not the same thing with any other um, but that's not the same thing for, I shouldn't say any other, but that's not the same thing for, for white people. Like, if you have Elvis or something like that, no no one looks to Elvis and be like, hey, that's all white people. I don't, but, I don't well, disagree. African Americans, that I feel... That that's white culture and that I am automatically assumed to like Elvis or to appreciate his work more than I should because he's crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, but the overarching point is... Uh, some of the mobile rappers, the trap rappers that are new, the SoundCloud rappers, um, have come out and just said, like, yeah, we, we're mumbling. We talk about partying and doing drugs because that's what we do. We party and we do drugs. Like, what what do you want us to do? Not all... We don't have to just because we are in this state get political and do this or do that, which I kind of agree with. I don't think any artist, regardless of how big they are, has to do it. Should they? Probably, but I don't think they have to. I, once again, I, I'd like to bring up the fact that for a lot of people, these artists are who they hold up as examples of all black people. There's I, not a lot of art... You can say... you can. I mean, I'm not sure if you agree or disagree. I'm not I, sure. I don't disagree. I'm, yeah, I'm and completely I think agreeing that, with and I think you. That I'm just saying they have to, they have to. I understand that they don't yeah. believe they have to, but at the end of the day, that's what... That behavior is what is hurting them at the end of the day. They're but the ones by doing, they're perpetuating the those image. stereotypes that makes cops pull them over. They're perpetuating those stereotypes that make so like maybe they're not like the way that they portray themselves in a song. Yeah, I'm and sure maybe, they're not. Maybe it's maybe we should live in a society they're where that's that's not a thing. But if you're presenting this image, and there's a lot of people that are using that image as an example of why we should be treated in the way that we're treated and it sucks so i'm not necessarily trying to i mean they're young they're they're younger than i am and i don't know if i'd do any better in their shoes but i think that that's what some of the older people get frustrated by it's just like when you do this it makes them feel like they're makes whoever it is feel justified in treating us like we're 
dangerous. I get that. Well, the same thing of, was said about NWA, right? But that's that, that's my overarching point. Is like this isn't this isn't a new thing. This isn't new at all. Even in even in hip hop, this has happened twice now. It happened in the later '90s or the the early the, the late '80s, early '90s when conscious hip hop became a big thing, and there was people complaining about how much partying it was, and they pointed out that all all Run DMC really ever was was songs you listen to in the club to dance to and do parties all the time. Yeah, Run DMC was basically an arena rock band. Mm. They're similar to Aerosmith or White yeah. Snake. Um, but, I mean, I just look at it from the standpoint that even though you had, like, <laughs> Tupac that did, he did party songs. He did, but he also did other things. I mean, like, it wasn't... I, I feel as though you can do a little bit of both, especially when you understand the weight of you it. You can, but I don't think that, like, to, I wasn't really able to, like, finish my point. The over thing is these kids that are consuming it because they're the only reasons that these artists get big is because of people consuming it, going to parties, doing drugs, listening to this music. They, I don't think, are at fault for wanting to party and not necessarily always be political and always talk about a social problem and always deal with it. Because if you want to speak historically, like, yeah, you've had a lot of times where in the 60s you had a lot of college kids that were going out there and doing very big political so, stuff. You also had a you also had a far greater majority of kids in their in the teens and in their twenties just partying every weekend, I, smoking no, so weed. I agree with you, but there's a difference between not creating socially aware, politically conscious, like fight the system music and creating stuff that perpetuates systems of oppression. Like I'm if, if the main point of your song is that you're more masculine and they're a faggy bitch, like, I'm sorry, like, that's not a party song. That's you perpetuating some internalized hatred that you have of a perceived gender norm and you're trying to convince yourself and others that that's worth it. Like, and that's what a lot, I'm so, that's what a lot of 21 Savage songs that I've heard have that kind of stuff in it. I'm like, oh okay, so you think you're more of a man than this other person who's the subject of the song, and I mean, cool. Savage, sure, but... You, you got know. bitches, and... and but, it, but it's a general thing. Yeah, I don't think it's new. I'm just using him as an example because it's what's there. I, but I um, think that th- there's a, an inherent danger to it, is that, yes, okay, these kids want to party and do drugs, but the thing that is is frustrating for me is that I know that, you know my mom had to have certain conversations with me as a young black man. Yeah. There are certain things that kids... I I know I know kids that I grew up with that were made mistakes and were able to... Because they were young and they were stupid and they were partying whatever and they were able to make their lives after it. Though they made their mistakes and they were move on. Most of the black kids that I grew up with did not get the opportunity. They no, screwed they up and they were done. Yeah. So I think that the damage is worse for people that look like me and maybe, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, gonna, gonna like try to like rationalize it. The, the, the damage is worse to have that mentality for people that look like me. And I feel as though they should have a little bit of awareness that perpetuating this kind of thing, I understand. But you should have a little bit more awareness that there's there are so many kids now that like because they screwed up when they were younger can't get jobs can't you know go to school can't do certain things you know because of that mentality 
and it's damaging. It's damaging to a whole generation of black people. So yeah, I understand it, but it still doesn't mean that it's cool. It still doesn't mean that it's okay. And I don't know what to tell these young kids coming up that, you know, hey, you should do better because I'm not living their lives. And honestly, I feel like my life was not as bad as some of these kids are. But at the end of the day, by perpetuating that idea, you're doing more, you're damaging a whole nother group of kids coming after you. Like, th that's what bothers me. And I, I don't know what the solution is. And I can't say necessarily that what they're doing is wrong, but I think that it's very damaging and i think that you know i know you know uh, you know my girlfriend's sister works at a middle school and you know some of the stories that you know she tells it's like whoa these kids are like they're not they're in a, they're coming up in a bad yeah with a bad attitude about things they're not i, I don't know i'm I, and it just it scares me for you know young black I kids i don't even agree with that me. but also to talk about a more modern context i think that that would be very true for the 90s movement of that that glorification of like that kind of like bad lifestyle and while there are a lot of black teens and black youth that are listening to this music and could easily get sunk into that there's also a huge white audience for specifically 21 savage oh i i and, absolutely agree but, i don't but as i would say the, for the young white audience, it's not. I don't think it's as damaging. I feel like I, they I'm not saying it's not. I don't damaging. think it's as materially damaging for their life. Yeah, because yeah. the the police and um, the court system they are not, racist as yeah, fuck. They aren't sub they aren't subject to the systematic racism that the black audience of right. these artists are. But they are subject to. And I, this is my argument, and it's more of a psychological or spiritual argument, I guess. But, but they are subject to falling in lines with the same logics of impression um, and their material worship and their status seeking, their um, hierarchy through domination and gender norm um, seeking is all going to damage them. That masculinity projection is fragile and it's going to harm I don't them. disagree with you, but I do think that that's a... It, it seems like you're you're attaching yourself to like very specific artists that are doing it. Yeah, Twenty One Savage does that, but Young Thug has way more songs about let's just smoke weed and party. I don't than know Young Thug that much. Yeah. Uh, oh, but th but that's what I'm saying is there's so much more to this than just blanketing is. Oh, they're always pushing this. Yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them are saying pretty well, fucked up shit. Like I mean, Future has made numerous different songs that all involve the premise of the song being I'm going to have sex with different women but don't be a slut like and that's problematic in and of itself but there's also tons of songs out there that are just about straight up just we're gonna party and dance which is what more so I think Childish is talking about in this based on the lyrics and the actual um, showing of the what's going on because he's not showing somebody being distracted by this and then falling into or perpetuating very similar things he's showing the distraction of this distraction culture we have of don't worry about that we're gonna go party don't worry about that we're gonna go party don't worry about that you know keep your phone in front of your hand and keep on doing this viral dance over and over again until the next one pops up and then just keep on moving on with your life and there's also a section in the video that we, like when you scan over that you see there's kids on top videoing the yeah. chaos while he's dancing it's very interesting yeah because i mean that's another thing but like, I, I get what both of you are saying with the toxicity of it but i think that honestly to be like i mean maybe it's a little nihilistic or whatever that's going to exist and trying to beat it out. There's always going to be songs that are problematic. There's always going to be 
this prevalence in what is pop and what is mainstream, which doesn't fit to a healthy lifestyle. And there's always going to be distractions, but you can only really fight against the, it's okay to party. It's not okay to party every single weekend. Because I mean, if you want to get really into the issues of partying, I know tons of kids that are drinking alcohol every single weekend. Like they start Friday, like they leave their job they go to happy hour, they get tipsy, and then they stay at that bar until 11 o'clock, and then they either stagger home because they're slightly more responsible, yeah. or they stay there until until literally last call, they get an Uber, they puke on their front yard, they crawl into their bed, and they text their friends, hey, yeah. what are we doing tomorrow night? Well, you know, I mean, so yeah, I'm the wrong person to talk about this. I don't drink alcohol at all. I am against alcohol consumption in a real level. Um... I think Americans drink like crazy. I work at a grocery store, and I swear, man, people get cases of wine, and I'm like, oh, you're stocking up? And they're like, ah, oh, this is for the next two days, and they're not joking. Or people, and But people jokingly talk about their alcoholism to me all the time, not knowing that I'm a sober person. And I'm like, holy shit, you have internalized this beast that you are carrying you think it's funny you think it's acceptable and you know whatever i'm not like i don't want to jail them i don't want to even make alcohol illegal but fuck dude that's some bad shit i think that to a certain extent um that's a mental thing the the way that our culture deals with a lot of things including alcohol is just to to an excessive level it's like yes there's countries in which they drink a glass of wine every night but it's just part of like it's not like i don't drink to get drunk right i'm having a glass of wine with dinner and sure that's great you know yeah yeah yeah, so like i'm against it yeah because of it's such a strong valorization in american culture um it's huge i mean people look at you people look at you like you're crazy if you don't drink um they assume that you must have something wrong with you that like because I don't drink that I must, uh, like, not be able to see the sight of alcohol or I'll, like, you know, be in a ditch in, <laughs> like, a, you know, in a month and stuff. And that's some people's cases for not drinking, but it's so weird how it's the norm. Yeah. It is expected. Um, sure, yeah. I, I, I have a similar That was thing. a I mean, way I, off I, camera. Yeah, I, know, I, I, I drink occasionally, but one of the reasons I bring it up that's is fine, huh? to, to talk to... Like, in general, the audience, but also Kaysen, don't you think the fact that these kids constantly have to deal with the reality of their skin tone, we're talking about the black audience of these artists, push them more to wanting these distractions? Because it's not an easy thing to wake up every single day and go, yep, now I gotta make sure that if I see a police officer, I have to, you know, hold my shoulders back and, like, be very nice to them and, and speak very, very quote unquote proper or white myself up a bit as I've heard some of my friends literally, that's their verbiage, not mine, white ourselves up so that we can go talk to the police if they confront us about why we're walking around in broad daylight as we're going to work. So, I mean, I honestly see that not as an excuse for why it's okay or anything, but it, I can't really blame these kids for wanting to have a constant state of party and wanting to distract themselves <clears throat> from the reality of their problems. It's a short term it's a short term alleviation that I, leads I'm to I'm not saying it's term. right. No, no, I understand. But like yeah. you know, I understand it, but at the end of the day it ends you get more problems out of it than it's like it's I don't I just I don't understand the short term like it, it's almost like to me not exercising. It, because it sucks right now, 
you know, I don't want to do it. The same thing is like, it's fun right now, so I'm going to do it and not think about anything later. You you got to look at things in a more objective sense. Is that, I mean, do sure. I want to put in, do I want to do something different now that would possibly make my life better later, or do I want to have fun now and then not worry about it? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I get that, but a lot of these kids, specifically of my generation, honestly don't believe, we'll, like, I don't believe I'll ever own a house. I don't believe I'll ever really, like, need, I, I, I honestly haven't started planning for retirement because I don't think I'm going to retire. Like, that's an actual economic burden that is ingrained in me, and whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but... Whether that's how it is in the black community in general, whether that's how it is in just the youth community in general, this obsession with wanting to, you know, we just want to party. Here, here's what I think. Because I get what you're saying, but I do have to point out that it is a little bit, not ignorant, but just you're talking as somebody who's already gone through this and not thinking about how it was to have gone through it when you were younger and you weren't sure what you were going to do and you weren't sure about if you were going to find a good job and you weren't sure about how to better your life like maybe you weren't somebody who partied all that much when you know you were a teenager or in your 20s but i guarantee you you had some kind of material distraction that was used as a way of escapism away from the harsh realities of your life whether that's in a racial sense from you being a black person dealing with a world that just assumed, oh, well, Rodney King, we, you know, that's gone, but, you know, we're not a racist society. There's nothing institutional. Because even the talks of institutional racism in a mainstream sense haven't really existed for more than 10 years. I mean... Because you did grow up in a different... Grow up. I I mean, your adolescence was in a different decade with a different set of rules so to speak and I'd easily say that you know being the youngest person on here I don't blame you for having that opinion but it does seem like there's a difficulty not just for YouTube but just people that are in their 30s and 40s looking at this all these kids are partying and they're dealing with all this toxic stuff and why don't they see it forgetting that when you were that age, you didn't see all the toxic shit that you were listening to and consuming. I didn't see all of it, but I was... I've been affected by this kind of stuff from a pretty young age. Um, I've always felt like an outlier, um, and I've always felt like an outlier towards mainstream society. And Maybe that's because of some trauma that happened like early in life for me, and it just kind of carried over. But yeah, I mean... And I'm a bit fussy. Like, I'm not trying to deny that. I'm not a party dude. I'm a fun guy. I get that. Like, you know, I've done my share of drugs, but I'm not a party dude. I've never been that kind of guy. I've never been the kind of guy that, like, partied or did anything like that. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at it from the standpoint that most of the people that I know that, like, you know, had... Not... Because I mean, I, I know people that, like, were popular and, like, you know, partied or whatever. But anyone that did it to the excess, that was, like, the peak for them. Everything else is downhill, you know? I don't I so in, with that. So in my mind, I just figured, yeah, I can have fun, but at the end of the day, there's got to be something else. I get that, but that right there, that that drive to just want to have fun just on the weekends. I just want to yeah. party on the weekends. That's all I want to do. I just want to... Friday nights, I want to go to a party. Yeah. On Saturday, I want to, you know, just go to a party and have some drinks with some friends or whatever. That mentality doesn't mean that 
because they're partying on the weekend or even if they're partying on a Wednesday night because they work a weird schedule, um, does it negate the fact that the other six or five days of the week they could be working and actively being a part of a different community but wanting to have a distraction, which is where a lot of these people get their listens from? Are those people that just want to have some fun for a bit and not think about the fact that Donald Trump just pulled us out of the Iran so, deal and not think about the systematic racism, not think yeah. about the latest now, black youth that was shot with one arm. The problem I think I have is that like a lot of the people that I know that are like proud to not care about politics are the ones that get the shit end of the stick when policy is enacted. The people that don't want to actually pay attention to what's going on are the ones that like are going to have the most negative consequences of it. I'm not saying that you have to eat, like, breathe and live and consume politics and stuff like that all the time, but I find that most of these kids that I've dealt with, and and I, I worked with middle schoolers for a very long time, a lot of those kids didn't care about any of it. It wasn't a... Like, you know, I'm going to do this a little bit, you know, or just this is a distraction for me when I'm when I'm in my off time. They lived that lifestyle. They fell into the point where it's just like, I want to be, you know, this person that I listen to in a rap song. And I think that, yes, that music, people should have a choice about whether or not they listen to it. I feel like I'm not going to say that music shouldn't exist, but I'm thinking that to a certain extent, a lot of these artists don't think about the consequences of the things they put out. They don't really care because at the end of the day, they did it. It's out there. They got paid. Fuck the consequences. And that's what, I mean, like, at least you have some artists that are a little bit self-aware. Like, to a certain extent, some of the rappers that I listen to have some party songs out there. Have yeah, some yeah. songs out there with lyrics that I, I might not agree to. But I me, feel, yeah, me too. But I feel as though that you listen to a lot of these young rappers and they legitly don't give a fuck. Like, I was like, you know, and it's to a certain point where they want to be able to get the the benefits of being famous, but they don't want to have the responsibility of being famous. And it's just like, then don't rap. Yeah. You know, to a certain extent, you've got to think about the consequences of what you're putting out. And that, honestly, that's my opinion. Um, I, I, I can't necessarily talk for, speak for the kids because I'm not. I'm 35 years old. You know, I'm, I'm an old head. But at the end of the day, there are certain... You know, even you, you look at listen to rappers like Jay Z to a certain extent. They have some songs or lyrics in them that I don't agree with, but most of Jay Z's are like catalog. Like, you know, and, and yeah, I, and absolutely. I and I feel as though, to a certain extent, you understand the weight of which your music, your words carry. Yeah, like you to a you got. I don't know. I think it's I just a little bit of lack of self awareness. And I don't even like a lot of the stuff I liked when I was younger anymore because of similar reasons, like. And it's weird because at same so like I recognize Wu Tang Clan is fucking on a certain level genius and groundbreaking, but I can't really listen to them too much anymore because of the lyrical content. Like it's really clever a lot of it, mm-hmm. and it's really the sonically and the aesthetically. It's like oh, it's so good, especially some of the ODB stuff. Mm-hmm. I love his flow, but then when I think about what he's saying. I'm like, oh, well, you know what? Mm, I and, don't think so. I don't I really want to hear that. There's some artists that I've listened to that like don't they don't they're not considered conscious and they don't put out like conscious music, but at least they're self-aware to a certain extent about like oh, I don't give a fuck. I just want to like do drugs or whatever, whatever. Like they they're not at least they don't have that attitude about it. And that maybe that's what bothers me. Is the the whole like, you know, 
I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about anything. As long as I get paid and I get money and I get to fucking, you know, fuck bitches and do coke, I don't get... That's, yeah. I think, what but, you know, It's me. a culture that is sliding towards nihilism um, increasingly. Uh, I mean, that that's Nietzsche's last man. That's the nihilistic attitude. Um, I, I get that, but I honestly, like... What, what seems I don't obvious... Think it's a, a wide culture. I think that's just the easy-to-point-to example. I don't yeah. think... I think we all fall in in that category yeah we do all distract ourselves with you know you might think that uh i might think that the youtube channel i follow is high highbrow content it's still a distraction um <laughs> yeah absolutely i do recognize that i'm not trying to sound pious or anything you know i i understand that i was just talking about specifically this just because yeah. i am passionate because i listen to some of these artists and i'm totally aware that like being a bisexual dude i constantly hear all the all the yeah. all of the don't be a faggot and I'm like oh maybe I want to be a faggot <laughs> like maybe maybe personally I would like that but and I also understand a lot of the misogyny in these artists but something that seems obvious to me if we really want to talk about like blame of why these artists are the way they are I blame fucking 50 cent I blame I blame yeah. Lil Wayne yeah. I blame well yeah I don't, I don't like any of like yeah, but I, no, yeah. I, I, I get that but you also have to remember like a lot of these kids grew up listening to the bling era of hip hop which glorified make your money fuck your bitches <laughs> and do and deal with drugs bling was <laughs> honestly pretty strong that's my problem with it is yeah. that these kids that came out of that generation are now creating another generation of whatever comes after sure, them yes. of that same culture but so and I'm not like I, I think like on, you know on I'm once again I'm 35 years old I'm not a kid and I think that I have the benefit of hindsight and you're right I don't necessarily remember all the toxic shit that I did or was into when I was a kid but at the end of the day I think that we still just just because you know we can like kind of remember that stuff doesn't mean we shouldn't be like hey guys maybe you shouldn't do that no you know I, I they're probably not gonna agree. listen to us but we should still be like yeah maybe you should do something different maybe you should but, be positive every once in a while i don't know the, the thing to remember though is that back in the bling era that was pretty much all hip-hop was the majority of conscious quote-unquote conscious rappers that were around in the 2000s didn't get very underground. Were very, very underground. Yeah, they didn't get any. And airplay. even those that were quote unquote popular, selling millions of records all throughout, didn't really get any kind of mainstream listening until 2010, really. But but the thing you also have to remember is that during those times when you had all of those kids that were listening to it, and then they come up and became all of these great kids. Remember, Kaepernick grew up in that mm-hmm. same fucking. Era and there's tons of very prominent black leaders, community leaders, athletes, other rappers that were from that same era, mm-hmm. which are out there actively pushing forward yeah. a positive thing. Kendrick Lamar wrote a song about how horrible alcoholism and snuck it onto the charts mm. by having it was like I think number twenty three, twenty four, something like that. Yeah. It might have been a bit lower <laughs> than that, but. Snuck it onto the charts by changing the chorus to be like really poppy and really catchy. And oh, what song is that? Drink, drink, drink. Oh, swing, yeah, it's, swing pools. If you listen to the words, it's like yeah, yeah the whole pretty, the whole song pretty, is like it's like oh, yeah, really? drinking, yeah, drinking, yeah, drinking. The second you listen to the verse, it's you're literally like, about him drowning in his alcohol. sorrows. How um, some people wanted to fit in with the popular, and how that was Kendrick's problem. Oh, okay. I've heard that song, but I've never paid a close listen to it. Yeah, it's all about the the horrifying reality of alcoholism. That's the wake up, drag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And honestly, Childish is doing a similar thing here by making a song which is super trappy. If you listen to this, the the song without the video, that you don't hear the gunshots, which I think is really interesting because oh wow, I was listening to it in the car with a friend of mine, and I like. I expected him to be part of the audio. I I did too, which is why like when it first happened, I like drew a fake gun to like have like the shock value of it, and then that didn't happen. And she looked at me really weird, and I'm just like, oh no, okay. When, when we get to where we're going, show you the video because I promise you, I'm not crazy. But he's doing a very similar thing here. Like I I get that he's critiquing those mum- the mumble artists, the trap artists that are out there just making party songs, but a lot of these like younger artists that are like I don't care I'm just doing this they're really not they're, they're the loud minority mm-hmm. of musicians today the very loud minority and a, and a lot of that I would say comes down to mm. the struggle that old heads have had accepting them as some some age of hip hop because they don't want to be hip hop they don't want you to call them hip hop they don't want the crown of hip hop they just want to be their own little thing well I think that one of the the, the th- things that I have noticed is that there was a, 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 a um, video that I was watching um, and there was an interview with a guy, I think it was a producer, and he made a comment and the, the um, DJs were just like, oh, you can't say that. Like, basically, no one gets to this level without a backer. Oh, yeah. Either it's a drug dealer or, you know, it's some other famous person. No one gets to this level without a backer. So you see a lot of these guys that are like you hear their music and stuff like that it's just like who do you think is backing them like I feel like one of the things about this video that you know Charles Gambino video is that the whole point of like being you know at first maybe you didn't know that you're being used but now you're complicit in it now you gotta know that you're being used and now you don't care because you're getting paid they're being after being beamed into your brain so much you should be trying to acquire as much money as possible and be around as many women as possible that you can possibly sleep with mm. and then once you reach that status and then surprise once you sh- it's not all that great <laughs> yeah um i think that's possibly a struggle for a lot of these artists but seeing as so many of them are in this whether it's right. one could say a cry for help or even if they're aware of it but they're not allowed to do that on their tracks because a lot of the times they're not even writing a lot of their own stuff. 21 Savage specifically has come out and said, like, I write my own shit, this is about me and, like, all my stuff. But a lot of the other ones, they've never made claims about not having ghostwriters. None of them. Yeah, ghostwriting's very popular. And honestly, a lot of the times, they can't go out and write... They couldn't... Even if they wanted to, we have no idea. Five years from now, we might have, like, a hugely amazing collaborative album from... You know, Young Thug and Twenty One Savage and Little Uzi Vert. And it turns out they're all actually really good rappers, and they've been just stuck in a record label that wants them to put out garbage. And yeah, that probably won't happen. But we don't know if the record labels are not allowing them to talk about these issues or not. The way that it's set up, and that's one one other thing I was talking out about earlier. Like, you know, why is Childish Gambino now putting out this album? Like, why is he putting out this, not this but this song? And then you like look at all the things that that you know Donald Glover has done since the last album and now like his TV show and you know like all the stuff the, the uh, uh, he you know the couple movies he's been in yeah so he's gotten a lot more 
He's been now. Be, yeah, he's been. So like he can be his maybe own now he can see. Maybe he can be his own person now. Maybe, I don't know because a lot of yeah, a lot of that stuff that he put out was crap. Um, and you know, I mean, it, that might yeah. be the case, but just like Zach was saying, how much do we know about whether or not that was because of his label? Because people, right? I might not have liked a well, lot of that, that music. Be, I like some of it, but I well, might not like I'm because. But people loved too. it. A oh, lot of people like love Childish Gambino, and yeah, like so, you don't absolutely. know necessarily because those songs were designed to be, you know, popular. So how much of it I mean, was his own? doing and how much of it was a label I don't a, know a pretty so I would go I don't I can't really spend the time to develop this idea fully I hope it'll come across easier um, this is where I would point to um, you know, Q my cultural Marxism people like Adorno or Marcuse um, or even Horkheimer uh, the culture industry they're the entertainers in the culture industry are largely to the only able to produce what the culture industry wants them. But I don't view, I don't, and those that theory that was produced um, do, tries not to view it as the choices of individuals, but as the natural result of market forces um, and labor time and the division of. Um, of work and leisure. Um, we are, people are going to want something that reaffirms them, that doesn't uh, truly make them have to change and will um, give them relief, give them distraction. People do yeah. want distraction because their life sucks, but that's across the board. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily the problem of individual record labels and I think that's why Jay-Z still produces similar stuff um, and will continue to and will continue well, to I mean, amass massive amounts you, of wealth. You have to admit that once he moved away from I forget what label he was on for mm -hmm. when he was younger to the the label that he has himself developed with just using title like his last album I wouldn't have ever if, if you had taken me back to to 2004 and said this is the album Jay-Z is going to come out with in 14 years I'm going to laugh at you and be like well how did somebody oh if they have the technology to change people's voices in 2018 I wouldn't have expected him to come out with an album where he's admitting about his marital affair where he's talking about his struggle as a black man where he's talking about his struggle as a black father not having had a black father and not knowing what fatherhood is talking about how, like, clarifying a lot of the shit he got flack for for three years about buying fancy cars and fancy buildings and Did buying... Did you actually listen to the story of OJ? No, I don't know. Listen to that song. Well, actually, yeah. watch the video. Because there is... I, I was going to bring up that specific song, too, because it does... I've noticed it more and more where you're seeing black artists specifically invoking old racial connotations, old, old racist <clears throat> symbolisms and idols to push a more progressive point and to push a more interesting point about how like yeah jay-z is the rich one of the richest people in the world i arguably one of, i mean i don't know i, I, I know, know he's, he's worth a whole yeah lot i know he's money. on the forbes 500 and yeah. that's that's ridiculous everybody on there is multi-million multi-billion yeah. well donald glover is worth 12 million yeah um 
But this must be nice. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, Jay-Z has more wealth than I will most likely statistically see in my entire life. He's still a black dude. Society still views him as a black man. Yeah. And he points that out, and I think it's kind of rightfully so, because if he wasn't the famous Jay-Z that we know, he probably might have been a statistic in New York. He probably might have been in prison. Like, we don't know what his life would have been and if it would have necessarily have been his fault. And I mean, to, to bring up Donald Glover, Donald Glover looks... I, I, I'm not sure how exactly to put this, but he looks fairly dark for someone who's mixed. Usually somebody who's mixed isn't like that, because I'm pretty sure he has a white mother or a white I'm father. Sure. I, 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 was, I was pretty sure that his, his parents are mixed, but he, he might actually, both of his parents might be black. I'm, I'm could be speaking out of my ass. They might both be mixed. <laughs> yeah, they might both be. That, that could actually be a possibility. It's, yeah. But it's a pretty yeah. high... At, from my understanding of actual current genetic research, it's a pretty high probability um, yeah. that he has a decent amount of European um, genetics. Oh, yeah. Him. But I mean, then you also have um, Hannibal Boris. Not that I, that. I believe that's his last name, right? Hannibal Boris. I say Boris. Hannibal Boris. Boris. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, I'm not sure if you saw the video of him. He was just like outside of a club in, I want to say it was Atlanta or somewhere in the South. It might have been Louisiana, um, and he got arrested for like disorderly conduct and resisting arrest when he literally was just like standing outside a club. Like minding his own damn business, yeah. and then the cop got in his face and was like, "No, you gotta come with me." He's like, "No, I don't," and he just like kind of bricked and stood there. Oh, I believe his, it. I mean, I'm not oh, trying no, to I, argue I, that racism doesn't exist by no, any means. No, no, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I'm not saying that that's how you feel. Okay. But I'm just pointing out that a lot of the stuff that he's showing, especially the whole he smokes a blunt and then that's when he has to run from his life. Well, so he lights that joint right after saying, <laughs> "I got the plug in Ohaka." They're going to find you like Blaka. Blaka being like the onomatopoeic peak sound of a gunshot, I assume. Yeah. Like, Blaka! Yeah. Um, Oaxaca is a city in Mexico where a lot of drug trafficking is done out of. So he's saying, I have powerful drug dealer friends and they'll kill you. That's And then he lights a joint. Yeah. Um, after miming a gun and yeah. saying those words. So I think that's what that comment is upon, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, I mean, I, I was aware of the first one. I wasn't sure about what the next one he was saying. I, I didn't actually see what the written <coughs> translation of the last line he says before he lights it. Yeah. I thought he was saying flaca, actually. Oh, okay, so both of his parents are black. Okay, that makes sense. I, I, I remember seeing on Twitter some people talking about how he had, like, a white family. So maybe they were talking about his wife. Possibly, which yeah. I think is kind of a bullshit thing to bring I mean, up. It's but bullshit. That's so another just, conversation to have. This, I pulled this up because we were talking about it before, and I'm not going to say it. I'll show it to you. This is why people say that it matters, because this is an excerpt from one of his stand-ups. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I... And I have black... Uh, this oh god I have black friends online um, that I have heard directly quote that and talk about how Dan Donald Glover is actually anti-black um, and I, I mean I, I, I we talked about this before that those people are 
It's his joke about having sex with an Armenian girl and then her using a racial slur. Yes. To and, simplify it. Yeah. And how and that making <coughs> yeah. it better. Systematic sex racism for is totally him. okay now. Um yeah. Um and I think those people have a pretty extreme view because uh, on a lot of stuff. But I definitely these are people I have been friends with, um, or acquaintances with and I still see them online. But, we don't live in the same city anymore. But they're real people. I read it, I and I know. read this in the bottom half of this. I'm like, oh. Well, no, that doesn't make it... <laughs> Context is everything, and that kind of shit really yeah. bothers me. Like, it just really, like... It goes down to... like I've, like, probably said things that, like, you know, out of context. Like, oh, you're... Th-. I'm like, dude, really? I've had to live this experience. Nothing that I do changes... Well, not saying nothing. Nothing that I'm willing to do. And not that I would ever want to change my skin color. I'm proud of, you know, my hair. I'm proud of being Jamaican. You know, so much I got freaking tattoo on my arm. Uh, yeah. um, but n- nothing I'm going to do is going to change this. Yeah, it's not going to change So at the blackness. end of the day, it's funny. Like, you know, th- there there's an article that I think you guys should read. And I think we should discuss it um, uh, at some point where... Uh, and I always forget his name. Uh, his last name is Coates. I, I'm going to butcher his first name. But oh. he's one of the, the artists that's actually... He's writing Black Panther right now. Brilliant writer. Um, but he writes, wrote an article about Kanye and, and referenced, like, you know, I, uh, OJ. I'm not black. I'm OJ. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that are, like, you unpack okay. in there. It's very, very... It's beautiful, the way that he writes. Yeah. And um, it's just very interesting how... Th- that weight of the culture and you know the whole not wanting to be associated not, once you get to a certain level you're like hey I can escape my blackness now and it's like no you never can I, you're never gonna be able to yeah but I know who you're talking there's about there's people that are like trying to get to that level where they can like go beyond how they're treated but I I understand that I understand that but I think that that's part of the reason why a lot of these artists these trap rappers the SoundCloud rappers don't want to be hip-hop. They don't... Because they view... If I'm a hip-hop artist, then I have to eventually talk about my blackness. I have to talk about this. I have to talk about that. I I have to be, quote-unquote, politically important. I would say it's the assumption from a lot of people. Because I constantly see people point out, oh, well, you know, he raps pretty well, but I haven't seen him, like, talk about this issue or that (coughs) issue or anything like that. That was a big controversy in the 90s with uh, the... Rodney King beating mm-hmm. was like there were certain rappers that are like I don't really want to talk about that and then later on regretted it and said I should have used my platform to talk about this but didn't but I think that to a certain extent like there is you get to a certain level where just being at that level insulates you from certain things so even sure, if yeah. you talk about it it's not like well you know, it's you're all of a sudden. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I get what I get. What you're getting at. I just think that I can't really blame them from for not wanting to be associated with not just hip hop, but also <coughs> just like being another black hip hop artist. Like I, I, I can't blame them for wanting <coughs> to remove themselves from their blackness in a way, whether that's what they're actually <coughs> doing or just kind of what ends up happening when you remove yourself from hip-hop, which is so inevitably a black genre, even if there are white artists in it that do pretty well. You learn... I've learned that there's nothing that separates me from my skin color in this country. Oh, no, nothing. I, I don't... And I think that yeah. to a certain extent, it's a little bit foolish to attempt to 
subvert it. Sure, honestly, it, it definitely it, may it, be. It's always gonna, it's always gonna backfire on you. <laughs> like, you have to remember, a lot of these artists are under thirty. A yeah. lot of them, and, are, and that's a what lot I'm like. I'm, I am thirty-five, and you know, so, I mean, I, you you have you you've gained that knowledge through experience, time, experience, <laughs> and even when you are working for the city, you've you've had you had your problems mm. of different encounters that you had with police and a bunch of different things. And I've had numerous friends of mine have almost identical situations of being around a bunch of white people doing the same thing, and then they're the ones that got stopped and asked. So I think that exists, but I also don't... It might mm. it might be a bit naive to think that you could reach a status that gets past that, just like OJ did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm above this because I'm this. I'm no longer a part of this identity. <laughs> it didn't work, but... <laughs> well, I would say they can't get beyond that because they're not truly trying to. That there's a class system, the racial system is built into that they can't escape. Um, I know Coates, what's his first name? I know you said you don't know. It's Tanahisi, and I I always butcher it, so I don't ever like to like... It's almost like when people try to say my name and they butcher it, I just get mad. I'm like, we're all sorry. Jason? It's Jason with the K. Yeah, I know. And then they call me Jason. It's not spelled like it's pronounced. So... Um, although, if I looked at it, Kaysen is what I would think it said. Yeah. Because it looks phonetically like Whatever. (laughs) Um, but I know, uh, a writer that I enjoy some of his work, I don't know him fully, but R.L. Stevenson, I believe he goes by. I could be missing that a little bit. He really critiques Coates, um, uh, with... saying that he delivers a message of what he calls Afro-pessimism um, and critiques that as a predominant narrative in, or a strong, not predominant, a strong narrative in culture. Um, I, mean, I don't I- know. It was interesting. Um, and he talks about how it, he even like, I read an article where he mentions <clears throat> like how it shifts in his thought where you can see earlier Coates uh, doesn't uh, have that kind of thought, and then how it gets more and more into him, where oh no, he questions the world, the the world that Coates paints, and the type of solutions that can be drawn from it. Um, it was an interesting read. We'll have to read them together, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what else I can really <clears throat> say to this. I mean, we picked apart the music video a bit, and then got into some other stuff, but. Well, it's what we thought the music video was trying yeah. to reference, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think it's... Beyond the obvious symbolism. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's a little bit more gun talk that could have happened just because of the blatantness of the bodies were just left there when it came mm-hmm. to the choir, but... Well, you're, like, super pro-gun, so did mm-hmm. you... F- but you didn't feel no. any negativity towards that? No, I didn't. I thought that he was pretty accurate in that like most gun discussions because they tend to be the pro side tends to be the very loud conservative side before it becomes the very loud make sure the workers have the armaments to kill the bourgeois section which would be I guess my people but he handled it in a very good way where it's glorification because to me when gun violence happens that's sad and we can possibly prevent that for sure. I have complex feelings about it, but he is sure. right in that a lot of the times the discussion of gun violence is first 
we must handle the gun very particularly and very legislatively mm. significant. Mm. But the dead bodies, well, we, we can talk about that later. Yeah, 20 yeah. people died, but whatever. Yeah. They're already yeah. dead. Yeah. But that, that, sen- uh. that sentiment does exist fairly prominently in a lot of those cons- in a lot of those discussions and to me it's more a matter of well we can impose this kind of legislation which could prevent hundreds of deaths or we can impose this kind of legislation which just makes it seem like you will but doesn't actually address this life or that life or that life because to me a toddler that has a dad or a mother who doesn't properly lock their gun away and doesn't teach that toddler to stay away from that safe might end up with a dead toddler and that's horrifying to me but yeah. even in that situation there's still times where you have a dead two-year-old because of a negligent parent and we're talking about the gun the gun yeah. but not about the negligent parent or about the toddler here, here, and that's not as un- un- as uncommon as you think toddlers shoot a hundred people a year here's hundred those things toddlers are more deadly than sharks the, the thing is that like I, I think bothers me is that whenever we talk about something like gun violence um this the, 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 you have a, a bunch of arguments on on the right that are just like it's not the guns it's this it's not the guns it's this but they never want to do anything about the this yeah you know, they never want to... Okay, so, yeah, it's, if it's not a gun, then it's a mental health issue. Why don't we create legislation? Why don't we do something that would help the mental health issue? If it's not guns and it's this, why don't we do something that would help the this? And that's the problem. I think that's why a lot of people are just like, you don't give a shit about the people yeah. that are dying. Because if you did, then you'd be like, you know what? I don't think that we should be legislating guns. I think we should be doing something about the mental health issue. Let's try to find a solution to the mental health issue. Let's try to, like, we have urgent cl- care clinics. Let's try to implement something within the urgent care clinic that would handle, you know, like a a, a counselor or something like that would help those people. Why don't we try to implement something that would be some sort of early warning sign for people? Why don't we implement any of that? Like, I had a a good friend that posted a a meme about the the law that was um, passed the Senate in Colorado. And it was basically, they call it the... um, the red flags law. He's like, though they just passed a gun confiscation law in in um in um Colorado. And yeah. it would pass the state senate. And what the the law was basically saying is that if they sh- people show um certain signs of like, you know, mental instability or they're a, a threat to themselves or others, the police can temporarily confiscate their weapons after they've been ordered to by a judge temporarily until that person is shown to be safe again. Yeah. That was what they proposed and they're like they're confiscating our guns. Like they're just recently a shooting where the like, kid got really? his gun taken away because he was mentally unstable and then the dad gave him another gun and then he shot somebody. Yep. Yep. I mean it's, it's not a problem that doesn't exist. That no, was the uh the in Tennessee the guy that shot the, up the Waffle House. Yes, the Waffle House shooter. Yeah. Um, um which is weird because I've now reached the point where it's just like, oh yeah, which which shooter was it? Was it, <laughs> was it that one or that one? So I can understand, even if even if it was a blatant gun um, centric video and didn't involve any of the 
the racial distractions, any of the connotation of having a lot of these different artists mm-hmm. on there, including a reference to, like, probably the most controversial, the one that beat his girlfriend and then got bailed out and then did it again, Kodak Black. Um, well, that's disgusting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I Kodak, mean, I don't follow that. Kodak, Kodak Black, is, Black. A, is a garbage human being, but it's not problematic that he brings it up, um, mostly because it... it it's interesting because contextually it kind of talks about how... Because he says, I'm on a Kodak, and then he talks about being in Oaxaca. Yeah, yeah. And then he talks about Blaka. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's talking about being aggressive, so it makes sense. <laughs> but there's... Even if it was more overt, and it was literally just an anti-gun song, and it was handled <clears throat> in a similar way, I couldn't blame him for being angry about it. I, I wouldn't want to be angry with him about it just mm. because he happened to attack an issue that I disagree with because he he does this so well. I mean, there's a couple <clears throat> there's a couple of different things I disagree with. Like even though like there's in the video that dude jumping and nobody cares because they're all dancing, I actually disagree <clears throat> with that. I would say that suicide is one of the few issues that Americans are pretty all on the same page about how you should react to. Um, I don't I, know if I'd agree because, I mean, there's a lot I, of people that like, when someone commits suicide, they, they're they like, there's a good chunk of people that's just like, you know, handles it in the way that they shouldn't and people like blame the person. Like, oh, that person was a dick. Well, that no, no, person I, was selfish. And it's I, just like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I, I get that, but I think that's a different, that's a different thing than what he's pointing out because mm. a lot of the stuff that you see in the background is distractions and people things getting ignored Mm -hmm. like blatantly ignored and while yeah there's a lot of talk about police violence whenever it happens there's and we're reaching a point more and more where it seems like there isn't a day where that doesn't happen but there are times where people are out partying right after really horrific things like Mm -hmm. um you had i feel horrible for forgetting his name the gentleman in San Sacramento San Francisco that was shot 20 times Anton Anton was he was, was, was he was in his backyard he was shot 20 times <clears throat> in the back eight of them landed yeah I know they what were talking about yeah there were people who partied immediately after reading that news article and they didn't party because of that but they <clears throat> right. partied in spite of that and I, I don't know if I can blame them for not wanting to immediately call up arms and have a protest or a <coughs> midnight vigil. I, I don't know if I can blame them for that. And mm. when it comes to any of the, the suicides that happen in America, I mean, I just disagree that they're <coughs> distracted from... I would say that they're celebrated in a weird way and sometimes like I've, I saw a lot of my friends talk about you know going to <clears throat> like having a party for Avicii when he died and like oh we're gonna party and like oh it's so sad that he's gone and like listen to his music which is very dance hip like not dance hip hop uh, dance pop house music and then you find out that he died through suicide and people are still like oh that's really sad we should party to <laughs> like it's celebrated in a weird way of like let's celebrate his life blah 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 but 
I would say, like, when it comes to not even prominent suicides, but just suicides in general, we tend to be on the same page about that, even when they're not celebrities. Like, when Robin Williams died, that was a headline news sort, like news story that wasn't going away. Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah, it was very sad. It was, it was horrifyingly sad. But even when it's personal suicide and it's whatever, very rarely do you see people wanting to distract. I mean, you might see people personally like having spouts of whether it be their alcoholism or whatever. You usually don't see the same we're all going to react by ignoring that this is a problem that exists. Well, could it could it also be that, you know, like, not necessarily just, like, direct suicide, but, like, suicide by behavior, like, suicide by action. People oh, no, that's... Like, it, it very uh, possibly could. self-destructive behavior. It, it very and people are, are like, oh, it's, nah, don't worry about it. It's cool. I mean, yeah, it was... The, the person who jumped was jumping from spectacle, and we don't know if they did that because they were running or mm-hmm. because... They wanted to jump, or if somebody dared them to, we don't mm-hmm. know, yeah. and it's all up to interpretation. But depending on what you know, Gambino comes out and talks about for that particular part in the music video, or yeah. what he addresses in the album, which, yeah. isn't, which isn't out yet. Maybe I'm wrong, and he's talking about you know people that are dying from partying too much and alcoholism, mm. and because that's a problem that's very much ignored. It's possible, yeah. We'll see, yeah, we'll see when the rest of the album contextualizes it. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Kason, yeah. um, do you want to give us our final thoughts? Um, well, I <laughs> well, I think that this video uh, and the song has kind of um, shown me a new light. I, and I've, I've always kind of liked Donald Glover. I've never been a huge Childish Gambino fan. I think I've maybe I'll give childish. him give him a yeah. second listen. And I think that just the the conversations that I've seen or heard happening around this, um, it's a pretty powerful statement. It's a pretty powerful video, and I hope that the rest of the album follows suit. And um, yeah, I think it should be pretty interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I just really hope that it contextualizes into like a much bigger picture and maybe a deconstruction about what America is, similar to what happened with I and uh, Kendrick Lamar for uh, To Move a Butterfly. Maybe this is going to be, not to compare artist to an artist, but the first thing that popped into my mind is maybe he's trying to make his own To Pimp Butterfly here. His own All Eyes on Me. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're across the aisle. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. And I'm Casey.